Welcome to the Wags of SCI podcast, where we discuss life, love, and caregiving after spinal cord injury. Hosted by Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. Both of our partners are quadriplegics. And after connecting online in 2017, we began the advocacy and support group WAGS of SCI, which is an acronym for Wives and Girlfriends of Spinal Cord Injury. We know firsthand the challenges that come with living this lifestyle. And our mission is to spread education, awareness, and positivity from our unique perspectives. Us each week as we tackle deep discussions around balancing life as a caregiver and a lover to someone with a spinal cord injury. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Wags of SCI podcast. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Wags of SCI podcast with your hosts, Elena Polly and Brooke Paget. Today, we are going to have a bit of a lighthearted topic and one that we have pulled from the Wags of SCI private discussion page. We wanted to keep it nice and easy breezy and begin our podcast with a really lovely quote to set the tone of today's episode. So thank you for joining us and tuning in. And we will be right back with today's episode after these sponsorships um, that Brooke is going to discuss with you guys. So we always like to begin the podcast by thanking our sponsors. Without our sponsors, we would not be able to continue on with the podcast. So we are very, very grateful. Um, Not only that, we were very selective as to who we allowed to sponsor us. They have to be of the community and they have to be in some way supporting the community of WEGS of SCI. So we're really proud to let you know about Robin Wishart. She is our official advocate for the WEGS of SCI community. She's a lawyer. She has her own practice called Wishart Brain and Spine Law. She works all around North America to provide resources to WEGS of SCI and their partners. But not only that, She will look into your case. She will look into your insurance package. She will look into your benefits. She will direct you to experts in your specific area if needed. She will write letters of recommendation as well as write letters to justify certain accessibility needs. She knows this life. She has been with us for over four years now, and we are super, super proud to have her as our sponsor. So please visit brainandspinelaw.com to learn more about Robin and her team. And you can also visit wagsofsci.com and click on the legal resources tab to learn about how Robin helps the community and how she could help you and your partner. Our second sponsor is Annalisa Squires and John Squires, and they are owners of Rolling in Paradise Adapted Equipment. This company is very special to us because they are, you know, Annalisa is a quad wife herself and her partner has been a quadriplegic for over 30 years. So they run this business with the firsthand knowledge of what it is like to be in this community. And they, I mean, they say all over their website, we are you because they are you. Um, They know what it's like. So if you want to support a quad owned and WAG owned business, next time you need some piece of equipment, whether it is small or large, adapted equipment for recreation, You can go and browse their offerings on their website, rollinginparadise.com, and let them know that the Wags of SCI sent you. 
Absolutely. So to begin today's episode, um, I wanted to share a quote that I sent to Brooke yesterday while I was taking a little lunch break, sitting outside, enjoying enjoying the fresh air, and uh, reading from my sweet little book. It's called Heart Talk, Poetic Wisdom for a Better Life by Cleo Wade. And this book was actually gifted to me by a fellow member in our community, Alexa. And um, it's full of really fun quotes, poems, things that sort of bring your awareness back to your surroundings, to your body. And um, the quote goes like this. The people we admire for exhibiting excellence are not the people who are perfect or the people who succeed every time. They are the people who recognize that the road to achieving every goal is paved with victory and defeat. The triumphant are celebrated not because they win every time, but because they never quit when they lose. We are more resilient than we could have ever imagined. So keep going. And I I, I sent this to you yesterday, sort of... It put me in like a plate in a state of like awareness of everything that us wags of SCI and our partners consistently go through with spinal cord injury. Spinal cord injury is a daily adjustment. It's a daily shift and a daily, truly, truly mindfulness practice to bring yourself back to your present moment and step out of the spasms or the very you know, uncomfortable parts of SCI. My partner right now is going through spasms. That's why I said spasms. But there, there is always an opportunity for growth and for learning. There, you will be presented with with an accessibility like Brooke was this weekend, and you know that there's an opportunity to kind of come back to yourself and look at how how do we want to do we want to fail? Do we want to quit? Do we want to or do we want to surrender to the moment and just go with the flow and then try again another day? So I thought this quote was quite fitting. Yeah, for sure. And it's so hard in our world because our world, especially our Western world, is so set up in a way that positions everyone as a victim, right? It's like, no, no, no. You need something to feel good. You need something to feel better. Um it's always you need something and that posi- that positions you as someone who needs something externally to go a certain way or look a certain way in order to feel complete whole happy whatever the the victim stance is something that's just it's impre- it's it's impressioned on our culture it's impressioned on how uh we've all been raised and it's very hard to get out of that mentality especially when you're dealing with spinal cord injury when I was reading that, your quote that, that you sent me, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, we are just so groomed and conditioned to be these victims that need mommy government or, or daddy doctor to help us when we have all the answers within us, including our attitude and how we show up every day. And I, I remember at the beginning of Evan's spinal cord injury, it's just so tempting to go into victim mode. Even now, it, you have to constantly monitor yourself and your thoughts because you'll go there where it's just like, why is this happening to me? Why are these things happening to me? 
right? To me is the key word. Why do I have to go through this? What have we done in order to make this the case? We view it as a constant negative sometimes, right? Or like, you know, woe is me. We feel sorry for ourselves. And it's the harsh truth that like, as soon as you step outside of that and realize that, no, 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 um, everything that is happening in this life is for however you wrap your head around it, however you learn this truly, everything that's happening to you is created for you and um, for your best interests and to really assist you in whatever you, your higher self, whatever you believe in, your soul, whatever you need to accomplish in this lifetime, these challenges are placed in front of you for a purpose. And and if you really start to understand that, regardless of what you believe in, if you really start to look at that in various ways, it changes everything for you from, oh, I am victim to this, or this is happening to me, and there's nothing I can do about it. It takes you from a powerless stance to a powerful stance. Um, and so that's what that quote kind of got the juices flowing inside of me is that, you know, we may live in an inaccessible world, but it's how you react to those injustices that really, um, develops your character and like makes you into this person that has incredible resilience and incredible experience navigating the ups and downs of life. I don't know about you, Elena, but I have been seeing a lot of people lately that are not used to navigating life and the ups and downs of life. And I, for one, feel extremely grateful that the spinal cord injury happened because I feel like it turned me into this like person that's able to navigate hard stuff. Um, you know, I, I just, from, through friends and through family members, I, I've just, I've really noticed that people are having trouble in general, not na- navigating hard stuff. And so I feel like we have a leg up on, on a lot of people as, as WEGS of SCI. What, what do you think about that? Well, I think it forced our community members to, it forced us to start, you know, thinking about very difficult situations, very stressful situations and situations that were completely outside of our control. And I think it forced people to learn really quickly. It was forced them to get into survival and piece their life together as much uh, to the best of their abilities for success um, because there were no other options. And um, I, I think there is a lot of, you know, with, without the, you have to have the polarity of both without the difficult moments. You don't see all the good moments. You don't, you're not able to hold space for all of the really powerful and happy and triumphant moments without, without truly feeling, you know, truly feeling like your heart's been cracked open and you, and you really need that source of, you know, you need that polarity to be able to do both, but so I do, I, we have a huge, tremendous amount of admiration for all the women that are in this community who continue to keep going after they do, you know, after they fall down a few times. So the post that we wanted to share with you guys was around this. And um, it was by one of our community members who basically the gist of her post was, you know, life can be life can be a bit overwhelming. We've, we all have sore backs. We, we're all exhausted and we've all been faced with really interesting and challenging situations, but we wanted to share some really lighthearted, funny comments of 
the things that we do as wags of SCI without really thinking about it when you're in that autopilot auto drive and you're sort of treading water you're helping your partner you're helping you know you're you're keeping your house afloat you're doing your thing you're doing all of all of the tasks that you need to do for yourself as well and sometimes you just do really funny things without thinking about it so i'll go ahead and start with mine one of the things that i still continue to do and i have been doing since i guess the beginning of dan's injury was if he wakes me up in the middle of the night, let's say he has spasms or his legs fall off the bed or he drops his water bottle um, and I get up in the middle of the night kind of in that zombie state. We've done, Brooke, you've done a few memes around being woken up and spinning around like the exorcist in the middle of the night trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> and it's dark, you can't see. And one of the things that I typically do is I grab the TV remote and I hand it to Dan without really thinking about it because I'm not even sure what I'm doing anymore. Like I, I'm in a state of complete no zero awareness, just auto drive. And I always think that for some reason he wants me to hand him the TV remote. So, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's lighthearted. It's, you know, nobody's getting hurt, but I know we've read some other comments on the group where, women have either taken their partner's medication or they have given them their nighttime pills during the day, daytime pills during the night, vice versa. So those are, you know, these things do happen in the community. Um, Do you have any personal stories of your own where you've done something like this? Um, Well, my thing is I... I feel like I'm on autopilot a lot when I'm tidying and I know you do the same thing where you'll put things away, but you'll forget where you put them. Like you'll put them in a weird place. And, and that's why I have so many conversations with my husband where I'm like, okay, I am the hands in this relationship. I am the physical person in this relationship. I will help you physically, but like, I can't be in charge of where to put things anymore because I never remember until like days later and then it becomes like some search or frustrating like I'll always be like no I'm not looking for it I will think about where it is tomorrow or I'll wait a couple hours and then it'll come to me but it's like I always tell my husband like you have to be the one that's in charge of where your your stuff goes because like I I can't be put in charge of that that also leads to a lot of overwhelm to be honest to like have a you know a file folder in your head of where exactly everything is at all times and then it creates like you're the middleman right it's like he has to go to you to ask where something is and to be honest like I had this talk with Evan a couple days ago so this is good timing about his like marijuana it's like he has certain like marijuana attachments and um that he needs for his medicine and like, I'll put it in random places, like in my pocket, or I'll put it in the car, and then he won't keep track of where it is, even though he sees me put it, and he'll forget where it is, because he didn't tell me to put it in a certain place. Oh, and it's just, it's, it's, it gets, it gets really, really uh, frustrating. So I always say, I don't want to feel like, and, and I know you're not supposed to say this out loud, but I said it out loud. I'm like, I don't want to feel like I'm a mom. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm the one that's in charge of showing you where your stuff is. Like, it makes me feel like a mom. And like, this is one of the things that like, you know, we're not supposed to say to our partners because it kind of destroys the mood. But I'm like, I don't care. Like, I want 
I want the truth to come out. This is how it makes me feel. I don't want to feel like I have to be this like organizer for you, like me and mommy, right? Like I, I hate that. And that makes it so that, you know, you feel like more of a caregiver when you're supposed to be a wife, right? It's that little, the nuances of that. And so, yeah, like that's my thing is like, I always, I'm just, I'm always thinking about the various things that I have to do in that moment. And I'm not very present when it comes to putting things away. So that, that is my thing. And I think, you know, like you said earlier, and we were talking about it before the podcast, we need to normalize this stuff. Like this kind of stuff happens to a lot of women. Um, And we can find some laughter in it because a lot of this stuff is really funny. Like for instance, I put my husband's weed pen in my lap in the car because I was fiddling with keys or whatever, grabbing some groceries. And then I left the car and it fell on the ground. I didn't find it till two days later. And it was like in perfect condition <laughs> on the road. And oh so, my gosh. Yeah. On so the it's road. Like, yeah. It was on the road. It was like in perfect condition. It was like, yeah. Anyways. So it's those kind of things that just, it, it's kind of funny and you have to like be lighthearted about it. Or else it's so much pressure on you. It's like, where is this? I need to yeah. find this. It's like, you have to do enough. Oh my God. Like you, you have to do enough as a WAG of SAI and as a caregiver that you can't mentally have this catalog in your mind. It's no. just, that's the recipe for overwhelm, right? So. Well, and I, and I think this is actually a pretty, <laughs> I think this is a popular topic amongst able-bodied couples as well. Um, I don't, I don't think that this is just like, just to our community. Because that's partnership and relationship in general is being able to assign tasks that you can offload on each other, right? But yeah, so I, I mean, the, this is a hot topic in our household as well, where I've, I look at Dan and I sometimes all clap my hands and say, be in charge of your own care. <laughs> that's what I mean by be in charge of your own care. It's just like, help me. Help me sort my own brain cells out because I can't, right? Between like dog training, keeping the household, going to school, grocery shopping, working, yeah, whatever, whatever. It's like everybody has so, so much to their lives. I feel like honestly, just to kind of chime in real quick here, the pandemic, I think, like really showed us at how so very busy we are until we were like forced to stay home and and rethink everything pretty well, like in terms of like scheduling and in terms of like the tasks that we do that, you know, now that we're, we're sort of getting out of that funk a bit. It's, it's still really hard to be like, Oh my God, how was I able to balance all of these different things beforehand? Um, it's, it's forced us to look at the things that are important, the things that are not, but also how many hours in a day we have. So as a WAG of SCI, if you're yeah. if you're trying to keep everything together and then on top of it um of you know i think it's natural that we our brains slip and we forget where things where things go or we forget what we're doing another woman on the private group wrote that she found herself having a shower in her slippers and her glasses right it's like you're just like <laughs> not thinking about it you're just like okay the next task is okay now it's time for me to take care of myself and that's something that happens in our household quite regularly is that i will get dan ready first i'll help him first i'll serve him dinner first like yeah. it's always it's always like you your needs do come second that's just the way it is right yeah, um yeah. because you want to 
you want to complete all the tasks that you have to do. And a lot of them is I want to help my partner first. And then I can sit down and just have that like, okay, now I can sit down and relax. So a lot of the time our needs come secondary to our partners, but we also skip a lot of the things that we wanted to do for ourselves that we're like, you know what? I'm just kind of too tired to even do that today. And, and I think that it makes sense that, that, this member had, it makes a lot of sense that this member had her slippers on while having a shower and trying to take care of herself. So yeah, that's the way it goes. This this one made me laugh because she posted a picture. She said, today I bought an empty box at the store. (laughs) And she posted a picture of like, literally she bought some product, but it was empty. And the husband was like, surely didn't realize it didn't weigh anything. Surely you you felt it didn't weigh anything and she's like no i'm tired and then she <laughs> says wish me luck returning the empty box oh no <laughs> oh my god that is so funny that was really funny there's other oh, ones no. in here too which brought back memories uh not from myself but from care aids that evan has had which is interesting because i guess they're overworked and not paying attention but uh drained his leg bag and forgot to close it back up that's happened that's Many happened times. yeah i mean that's happened to us when dan had a leg bag before again it's like that middle of the night thing like you get up yeah. the let's say the night bag is like full night and bag. yes that's <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> oh god night bag issues or like you you both fall asleep and you're not paying attention and it explodes <laughs> that's always fun too and you have the entire bedroom covered and then you're like oh my god i have to get up and like deal with this now it's the middle of the night yeah, <clears throat> or forgetting to close it, closing the valve, yeah. and it's just like leakage everywhere. And like, what's going on? What's or like walking on? through it in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. that's it's not fun. But I mean, these are honest mistakes. One of the things that used to bother me the most um, was in rehab. I think pretty well every SCI patient, maybe just quadriplegics, because they don't have they don't have easy access to getting water was that rehab would uh, set people up with like a camel pack. Like, you know, those camel packs that you have inside a backpack when you go hiking. Yeah. And so they would give them just like the bladder of the, ha- of the camel pack. And then they would carabiner that onto the wheelchair. And then the individual, the patient would have this clipped on to their t-shirt, the other end, the the end that you drink from on their t-shirt and they can easily just sort of like fumble it up to their mouth and drink from it. Well, anyways, um, Dan used to bring that into bed because it'd be easy for him to access his water. But what would happen is sometimes he would roll over onto it and open or the little end would slip off. So then the whole camel pack would end up emptying itself into the bed and we would wake up in like a puddle and not really (laughs) recognize what was happening thinking like we would we just didn't know what was happening but so many of those sort of moments like the first like couple years I would say it took at at least four years (laughs) for these things to stop happening like the forgetting about the leg bag forgetting about the camel pack you sort of you have to adjust to it right for anybody who's brand new listening to it I'm so sorry but these are just the way this is the way it goes for the first couple years and then you're one day you will look back and say oh my god that was crazy yeah and it's just like really really I bet you it'll help a lot of people to kind of normalize this kind of stuff 
you know, there's one here that said she sprayed deodorant in my hair and dry shampoo in my pits. That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> That's really funny. There um, was another, and the other one about uh, pouring bleach into the fabric softener. Yes. Oh my god, Ouch. that would have been not so funny, but also funny. Yeah, there's a lot of people that early. leave the house with socks on. That's funny. Well, remember the other day when I was meeting you? Brooke and I were going to go out for a girls' night, and she was. It takes a lot of preparation to get <clears throat> Brooke's house. <laughs> I mean, I should let you tell the story, but it takes a lot of preparation for you to set up your house oh, yeah. before before you come out to meet me for anything. You know, you're wanting to make sure your partner is set up. Your partner's a higher level spot, um, C level injury, so you want to make sure he's all set up. He has all his needs met before you leave the house and in order to be able to leave the house for a couple hours you really you have to be pretty vigilant so then i'm uh, i'm at home and i'm waiting for brooke to come pick me up and i'm like where are you what's going on and she says i left the house in my slippers my i have to go back and put on some real shoes (laughs) so bad it was so bad because i looked down i was like oh my god and my slippers are those like um, wool slippers and there was like drops of coffee on the slippers and I was just like oh my god <laughs> you're, like, you're like how Walking do I make out. this work we're, we're going to like a fancy restaurant and I said I was like is it really that bad oh can you, god can you, can you can you just make this work and she's like no yeah I had to go back that's funny <laughs> yeah but it's those things where you're just like you're not paying attention but no it's really there's a <sighs> God, this one got in the shower with glasses and slippers on. Yeah. It was a why not moment. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, there are many. There are many why not moments. Sometimes you can wing them, right? Like sometimes you yeah. can get away with it, but sometimes you really can't. Yeah. Oh, lots of like losing the keys to the car. Three months in a row, I paid my per my Toyota mobility van Toyota mobility van two times each month out of the savings account. Oh, that's actually a good point. I have done that before with bills, like paid things twice. Really? Which is like, yeah, because I've just not looked at the bill or I've just been like lazy and not, you know, realize that I, or like forgetting if you paid a bill or not. That is huge. Especially, oh, you know what? This is a good time to bring this up. Especially when it comes to insurance. Like all the women out there that deal with insurance and submitting bills for um, getting them to the insurance company to reimburse you, they are not helpful in tracking what you've submitted or not, or what you have yet to submit or how. And, and then you kind of have to just rely on them to pay you. And it's like, there's been so much confusion with that. Where did I submit this? Did I not submit this? But this is like, you know, and we've talked about this in the past on, uh, lots of weddings of SCA episodes. This is a huge part of their business model. They they rely on the fact that you have lost your mind and you're too busy and you don't remember if you've submitted something or not. <laughs> That's how they make their money. Yeah, so, of course. Of yay. Course. Yay gonna, for us. They're not going <laughs> to call and hound you to give you a credit. It's going to be the other uh, way around. There is one woman that said, yesterday I left my credit card in the register terminal and walked away. The guy goes, "Uh, do you want your receipt and your credit card too? Oh my god, <laughs> that's funny. I let I almost left my cell phone at the farmers market la- yesterday because um, I was 
and thank God my husband's like really attentive, but like I was filling up the bags, trying to like touch them onto his backpack. There was a lineup behind me. They were trying to rush me through and I left my phone and Evan's like, Oh, you forgot your phone. And I'm like, Oh yeah. It's so funny. Like, I feel like we would forget our heads if they weren't screwed on sometimes. Yeah, it's true. Um, Here's one that I've done before many times. This person says, ran the Keurig for a cup of tea without a cup. (laughs) Ran the coffee pot without (laughs) coffee grinds. I do that all the time. Sometimes... Sometimes what I'll do is I'll, I won't even have the pot underneath or sometimes I won't have the (laughs) lid on the pot underneath (laughs) because I like to use the used coffee grinds for like my plants. Sometimes I'll leave the coffee grind, the whole entire thing out in the garden and just like, it's just, you're not thinking, right? You're you're just not thinking. (laughs) And you know, what's really good about this episode is like, we normally talk about and discuss solutions to this, but there is no solution to this. We just are trying to like normalize with these stories of like, you know, our heads being in the clouds and how it should be accepted. And it helps us to be a little bit more go with the flow and relax. You only live once. Yeah. You forgot your, you know, you forgot your phone or you lost your keys or whatever, but you know, it's fine. Right. You don't have to like have a meltdown over it. Yeah, no, for sure. And a lot of it too is like you're exhausted, you're not sleeping well. Yeah. Um, your quality of sleep, quality of sleep has been a big one for me lately. Um yeah. you, you know, you share you do, you share energy with your partner in your household. If your partner's not feeling the best, you're sharing that energy and it bounces you bounce off each other, I wanna say. It's not one way or the other, it's both. So mm-hmm. when you're not feeling a hundred percent within yourself and everything you have going on, your partner feels that. And then it's been really interesting. Like when I'm stressed, I can see Dan's spasms are getting worse or he has like more pain in his body when I'm like, ah, I'm so stressed with school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and then I have to like, I, it can escalate really, really quickly. Yeah. For and sure. That's something, something to keep in mind, like always. And it's so hard when you're in the moment because you have so many things on your mind. Yeah. You got to plow away at it and and just get her done. Yeah. Well, and even that, just that awareness of like, you guys pick up on each other's stuff. You share everything, right? You share energy, you share microbiome, you share um, everything with your partner. And so like vice versa, when he's feeling like shit, you'll feel like shit. And it's like, you, it's just so like, every time we have these discussions, I'm just like amazed at, how much we go through on a day-to-day basis and still manage to have a good attitude and a good life. Right. It's just, and that's what makes it so rewarding too, is it's like, Oh my gosh, look at how much I can accomplish. Look at how much, um, how valuable my experiences are. Look, look how much I've learned. Look how much these have taught me about myself and others around me. Look how much wisdom I've garnered in my life. You know, some people is like, two, three years injury, and you're already as wise as Yoda. It's like, it's like, these are the kind of things that are so important. And I just, you know, like I always say, and I've said this before, I witness other people in their lives, and they just worry about the silliest stuff. And um, it's all relative, right? And I just, I can't help but think like, oh, like, it's so nice to be wise about these kind of things and realize that these little things don't really matter at the end of the day. Right. Well, they're building blocks. And I think, I think it's a good point. I mean, you made a good point that it's relative stress and, 
experiences are very relative to each individual and their frame of reference of how they experience the world, their knowledge of the world, their knowledge of situations, interactions, human behaviors, their emotional responses to other things. Um, So it is all relative to one person. Something can be extremely catastrophic and to another person, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. No big deal. Yeah. So those are, and we keep that in mind always when we share our personal insights and experiences with our audience as well, because some of the things that we share can be very traumatic for other people. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I've noticed that more so like when I share, like when, when somebody new asks me, so what do you do? Uh, So like, you know, you get into spinal cord injury life, you get into like talking about your partner or the work you do and and you see that instant shock. And I feel like sometimes it takes me a second. I have to like step back to be like, oh my God, do I need to like, do I need to sort of, you know, do I need to help this person process this, which is also very interesting to navigate. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. Well, we hope that this episode gave you something to giggle about. And um, if you're a WAG of SCI or you're a WAG's partner or you're a family member who are listening to this, um, hopefully this gave you some insight into our life and made you feel less alone and that we are all just doing the best that we can. And um, there's really nothing to be done. It's just about talking about these things and bringing awareness to this and making people feel better about um, their certain situation in life and normalizing it and making it like we're all humans here. We're, you know, we're we like to call ourselves superhumans, but we're we're still just humans, unfortunately. So <laughs> for this lifetime, yeah, this is the way it is. So this is the way it is. Anyways, so again, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, thank you for supporting the Wags of SEI community. We are extremely excited for the ACRM that is happening the world's largest symposium the rehabilitation symposium um, that'll be happening in October so everything you see us do all the work we do is going to be in preparation for that to be able to spread the word and love of the WEGS of SCI community to locate, to find and include every woman across the globe who is needing these resources and support after their partner sustains a spinal cord injury so once again thank you for tuning in and all of your support means the world to us and we see you 